0: Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Pimple Popper podcast. I'm Laura, here with my partner Mia, and we're going to be discussing a whole bunch of
1: topics about acne. Um, So we're both varsity athletes at the University of Toronto. I'm a volleyball player, Laura is a women's hockey player, and we've dealt with acne a lot. I know I have personally been dealing with it. Especially in the last couple of years, I'm currently 21, and I've been dealing with it a lot more since I was, like, 18. I had, like, perfect skin in high school, and then all of a sudden, diet change, lifestyle change, come to university, and it's, you know, a lot's happened. Mm-hmm. So I really want to talk on this subject. Yeah, know I have a really
0: similar experience to me with the whole going to school, and you kind of saw an increase of these issues, which you never really thought about before. And especially for me being in, like, a disgusting helmet all the time, it's not... A great environment to have very clean skin um, so it's definitely a battle and I just feel like it's something that everybody is so lost about there's so much information out there on skincare um, so I think it's great that me and I have two different sporting experiences and we're going to be able to contribute our own different um, experiences with
1: acne and sport and so topic. So throughout this podcast, we're essentially going to be going over some personal experiences, some scientific literature, some psychological literature, some sociocultural literature, you name it. We've done the research. We're just going to talk about acne and everything about it and how it affects your life and why it affects your life and and sort of everything you need to know and just have an open conversation about this because I, I think we hear a lot in the media like only about treatments and only about like why I hate pimples, but I feel like there's not a lot of conversation on bringing it all together and helping everyone understand this better as a whole. Mm -hmm, Exactly, and it's super prevalent in
0: women. um, And I just feel like it's something that's not really given a lot of attention as compared to other, say, diseases or sicknesses, especially in the women's field. so there's a study that literally over 90% of the women experience like some form of acne in their lifetime. And I just think that shows that how many people it can affect and the long lasting effects it can have on people. So that's definitely why we want to address this. Because um, we know somebody has, listening
1: will definitely be affected by it or know somebody that will be affected by it. Mm-hmm. And it's especially most common in women between the ages of 10 to 30. So this one study found 80% of the women... Um, we're experiencing acne between those ages so it's a lot more common when you're younger especially mm-hmm. because you know that your hormone fluctuations are at sort of at its peak mm-hmm. Um and it's it's definitely an issue a lot of women deal with and it's and it, it also it's not a one size fits all like not everyone experiences it really bad in high school or really bad in university mm-hmm. or or wh- whatever point of their life they're in it really affects everyone differently you know I had friends who were Having really bad back, knee, and face and facial acne when they were fourteen, mm-hmm. and I had nothing. And then all of a sudden, I get to university. Mm-hmm. Those friends have had it, have it all cleared up, and then I'm the one that's struggling with yeah. it. So it's it really affects everyone differently. Yeah, I know, it's really tough. And I feel like definitely with like the whole implications
0: with like makeup, um, what the women most commonly wear, it can definitely clog those pores and lead to even worse acne for women. So that's just why we wanted to address it for sure. Um, and yeah just it's throughout this whole process we realized that there really is no one like shoe fits all for acne and treatments Um, it really just depends on your skin type everything there's so many factors that play into it so we can definitely empathize with how difficult it Mm -hmm. is such a hard topic to navigate on your own
1: yeah like i'll see on social media i'm sure like i know a lot of girls my age are on tiktok yeah and i'll see a tiktok video and it's like oh this product prevented my breakouts Mm -hmm. and then you know that product is and a day later it's sold out in every shopper's drug market across the country of course everyone buys it Mm -hmm. it's not going to work the same for everyone Mm -hmm. um and i think that's one thing to keep in mind is like it's you've reading something online or watching a video or whatever in social media mm-hmm. and then being like well why does it work for me well it's yeah there's no one process for everyone I know and that can lead to stupid
0: amounts of frustration which can even further contribute to acne and it's honestly just mm-hmm. a bad snowball effect and the whole idea about the whole TikTok thing that Mia was talking about with like I get so caught up in the misinformation that's put out there. Like, someone will be wearing, like, a dermatology jacket,
1: like, a lab jacket, and, like, everybody will just... There is uh, literally literally a fake skin doctor on TikTok. Like, there's a fake doctor on TikTok spreading misinformation. I know. It's
0: so crazy. I know, and it's honestly sad to see because it really affects people, and it's just, like, how can you be doing this? So... We hope that there's some guidance because we refer back to actual scientific studies. Mm-hmm. Um, we've looked into how these studies have been brought about, how they were, how they were under, how they went, and.
1: Yeah, we just, so yeah. let's start with the four, there's essentially four main causes of acne. Um, these are all triggered p- primarily by hormonal fluctuations, mm-hmm. but the four main um, causes are sebum buildup, which is basically just like an oily, waxy substance that's commonly found in your T-zone. And your T-zone is basically your forehead, nose, and chin. And there was actually a study that found that um, the more sebum in your T-zone, it's associated with higher levels of acne. So there is a definite correlation there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me personally, like my chin, my nose, my forehead are infinitely more oily than my cheeks. My cheeks get super dry. Mm-hmm. And those are the areas that I break out in the most, especially um, in my chin. Mm -hmm. So that's, I can totally relate to that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, There's also keratinization of the skin, which happens naturally, but when it becomes to abnormal levels, whether that's not enough or it's way too much, um, that can lead to acne. So basically keratinization is like the shedding of the skin, which is naturally occurring. But like I said, if it gets to unruly levels or not enough, that can definitely contribute to...
1: Acne as those dead skin cells build up and clog pores. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's colonization of acne bacteria, and that will, you know, cause a nice white head on your face. I'm sure we've all woken up to a beautiful white head before, and it's, it's, a, pro- it's a process that happens to pretty much everyone. Um, but yeah, that acne bacteria, and the more the more you pop your pimples, and mm-hmm. the more you touch your face, the more you're spreading around the bacteria. So even though it's super tempting to touch your face and yeah. want to pop your pimples, everyone does it, mm-hmm. um, it can actually make it worse. So. Yeah. And then in contrast, to
0: the whole white pimples, there's those huge red sores that you see on some people, which is terrible, and that's basically just inflammation of the skin follicles, which is giving it that red tinge. Yeah. It's super uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, those are basically the four main causes. Um, but also, there's also things in diet. So there's a lot of things coming out in um, scientific studies about high sugar diets. Some studies show um, milk products could
1: contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one study that found that those who consume dairy more than three times a week are have higher associations with acne. And like I personally like, I eat a lot of dairy i 'm one of those crazy people that loves to drink a glass of milk. I always have a carton of milk in my fridge mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and i 've been struggling with acne, so for all I know, um, that could be causing it but yeah it's so dairy definitely plays a role in it but there's no there 's also no definitive like yes or no it is or it isn 't causing your acne, so that 's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind if you 're reading an article mm-hmm. on diet and acne mm-hmm. um, Other studies have shown high glycemic load or high glycemic diets which is like basically just really high sugar especially processed sugars um something that we've learned in school too is like um the more processed the sugar is the more it'll raise your blood sugar levels quickly and so Mm -hmm. though it's those kind of really processed sugars like um candy and juice where you the second you drink it your blood sugar levels rise those are most likely to cause um acne yeah they cause a
0: lot of hormonal fluctuations which honestly is not that good when us girls know that when it becomes our time of the month we love to indulge in some sweets so just thinking about all the hormone fluctuations you already Mm -hmm. get with your period how that can contribute to your acne and then you add on like all the like maybe chocolate bars or ice cream you might be craving um definitely some type of carb which can further contribute to the acne and it's honestly such a sad it's a vicious cycle it 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 is It's really sad. And then,
1: yeah, and then one of the actual, one, another, another, sorry, another cause for acne, there's been an association between trans fats. Mm -hmm. Um, And so trans fats are typically found in a lot of, again, processed foods, but not sweets, more savory, like chips and, you know, processed hamburger meat and all that kind of stuff. Those have been also linked. Mm -hmm. So it's also important if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to fix your diet to help with acne that you're. You're gonna include foods that have like sort of quote unquote healthy fats mm-hmm. um, rather than trans fats. So you just want to stay away from I guess processed foods is the main yeah, takeaway at the end from of the that.
0: Day, yeah, all of those things can be found in processed
1: foods. Um, <clears throat> so really cleaning up your diet, but also everybody affects yeah. like reacts differently to food. And cleaning so up your confusing. diet will not only help with your skin; it'll help you know with gut health. It'll help with your mood. Mm-hmm. It'll help with overall you know heart health. Like mm-hmm. you name it, metabolic health. Like There's so many benefits and like this study actually also found like people who are frequent consumers of fruits and vegetables, they have those fruits and vegetables have an anti-inflammatory antioxidant effect mm-hmm. especially in women and that reduces acne prevalence as well so yeah eat your fruits and veggies girls yep <laughs> there's <laughs> do yourself some good <laughs> i'm a vegetable person i don't know about you guys i'm a hu- i don't have a big sweet tooth yeah i have a huge savory tooth so like give me a plate of plate of roasted broccoli and like it's gone yeah give me a plate of strawberries yeah
0: I I do love my go-to snack of peppers and hummus. Like, I'm definitely (laughs) on the hummus train. But um, yeah, so those are just pretty much the main causes um, of acne that dermatologists have found. So everybody is super interested in how to treat it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where it can get kind of difficult because there are literally so many options. I swear the skincare aisle in the grocery store is probably, or the drugstore is probably one of the longest aisles with
1: so many different options. And and I think one of the big things is like people will see that there's this moisturizer or this cleanser or this serum or whatever and it has this ingredient but people don't know like no. what that ingredient does or if we should stay away from some yeah. ingredients or if we should really like some ingredients like we don't know we don't get taught this in school it's kind of like a self-discovery thing where you're yeah you have to go and find out yourself what is what I should be using and that you're testing out a million products and all of a sudden you've spent like two three hundred dollars yeah. on stuff you don't like or you don't
0: use yeah I know I've definitely had a whole bunch of trial and error situations and it comes down to I don't even know what helped my skin or if it even did at all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it even gets worse, so it's honestly just terrible, so hard to go through. Um, But there's some basic um, staples that one can include on their skincare routine. So even though there's so many different types of skincare lines um, and it really depends on what one you use depending on your skin, there are just some staples that we wanna talk about. So one of those being sunscreen. Um,
1: it's very important um, to apply before the day. Throughout and, the day? Yeah, throughout the day. <laughs> um, Especially if you're outside. Um, literally the the radiation from the sun, like those UVA and UVB rays, can hit you regardless of the time of year, regardless of the temperature, regardless if it's sunny or cloudy or mm-hmm. stormy. Like literally, you name it, those rays are gonna be hitting your face and um, I don't know if if everyone knows this or is aware but those are what causes a huge cause for skin cancer for melanoma yeah I personally know a lot of um, I have a lot of I have a few friends whose parents have had to have like pieces of skin removed from their nose because they had cancerous skin cells because you know our parents growing up like nobody wore sunscreen Mm -hmm. on their face it just wasn't really a thing and I think we should normalize that yeah no for sure I don't know, and I feel like
0: maybe even with like your beach volleyball experience too, it probably would have sucked. And it's like
1: I honestly think it's a thing for girls like to be more proud, like look at how tanned I am. Yeah. How ooh, like I I look it's like being tan is a sign of health for some reason. Even though it's the actual opposite. It literally can cause skin cancer. I know, it literally means you're like frying your
0: skin. And yeah. I know, no, I, when I was younger, I used to like love having tan lines. When I'd go on vacation, I'd love like comparing to my sisters. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, look what my bathing suit left. Yeah. But then as I get older, I have started to realize like, no, I'm disgusted by Your it. skin is an yeah. organ. It is like, yeah. <laughs> it is precious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then you can also, there's also improving your skin texture by having a good exfoliator in your skincare line, which you use a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I discussed before, your skin has naturally occurring keratinization. However, if there's ab, if that works abnormally, whether it's too much or too little, um, that can contribute to acne. So just making sure that you are doing things yourself, which can help exfoliate your skin to get those dead skin cells off and there are some things that are better than others.
1: Yeah, so like a lot of the recent literature has pointed to the fact that um, chemical exfoliants are preferred for your skin over physical exfoliants. So mm-hmm. a physical exfoliant will be like a face scrub with those like little beads in them. I know, I'm sure everybody's used them in their lifetime. Yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those have actually been shown to spread around the gunk and cause micro tears in your skin and they for some people, this is not a. This is not. I'm not saying this is gonna happen to everyone, but it has been shown that they can. It can actually be worse for your skin. And yeah. So then there's chemical exfoliants, which is like an acid typically, mm-hmm. and those there's like a few main um, really good chemical exfoliants. There's glycolic acid, lactic acid, malic acids, salicylic acid. Uh, salicylic acid is also another um, treatment used for acne specifically. So if you're someone looking to exfoliate and treat acne, salicylic acid is probably the ingredient for you mm-hmm. um yeah and it's also like t- like tapping back into that
0: whole misinformation stuff like with the whole beads and the exfoliator like when I was younger I used to love that like they I thought smell good too no it's so good and it feels good and because you physically feel like you're doing good like you're like oh my gosh I'm like mm-hmm. actually removing all my dead skin cells like I could I would literally make up that I could see it just to make myself feel better mm-hmm. about it and it's like I point that to the ads that are out there
1: and it's like making me believe that it's actually doing good for my yeah. skin when it's actually really hurting your skin yeah and like this, the literature again it points to the fact that um, fragrances in any sort of skincare product you're using especially the ones that you're leaving on your skin, so like a cleanser, if there's, which is something you rub on your face and then you wash off, mm-hmm. it's not preferred if there's fragrances. But if there are in a cleanser, it's not as big of a deal. But say there's a fragrance in your moisturizer, something that you leave on your face all day, mm-hmm. then those have also been shown to cause irritation, especially for people who have sensitive skin. So that's definitely something to veer away from if you're trying to improve, you know, your skin texture and prevent irritation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for aging prevention, that's another. Um, big topic right now everyone your skin is so thin and so delicate it shows signs of aging really easily which is especially why um, wearing sunscreen is so important because it prevents those signs of aging Mm -hmm. and one of the main um, ingredients to help prevent aging is actually it's called trentinoin which is a synthetic form of vitamin a Um, it's usually prescribed at really high percents i believe the highest i want to say is around five percent but you can get it at the at the pharmacy in lower doses probably like 0.25 0.5 percent and those are really good for helping prevent aging
0: Mm -hmm. i know i feel like so terrible for my mom because she has spent so much money on anti-aging stuff and and they're expensive so expensive and like that's a thing too like with skincare like you tried all these things and it's like You don't have, like, endless amounts of money, especially for me and I being students. Like, no way we can afford... We play sports all the time. Like, I don't
1: have time to have a job during the
0: year. No. (laughs) So, it's really difficult to keep up, and she's just spending endless amounts of money and not seeing any results. So, being aware of the main ingredients, I think, are really important.
1: And one thing to keep in mind, if, say, your doctor puts you on tretinoin or a retinoid is what people will also refer to it as, is Mm -hmm. it... It can really cause dryness and peeling and irritation. That's happened to me before. I literally, I started using it and I woke up. You don't see the effects right away. And I woke up three days later and like my eyelids were peeling. Yeah. And my skin was so dry. It was like burning. Yeah. So
0: I know. And there's like, it like, I've tried explo- experimenting too. And then it's saying like your skin will purge and that's yeah. a good thing. But then I'm just like, how I do I know it. if it's purging or breaking out? Like how do I yeah. know if I'm reacting to it? Yeah. So, Purging is basically just when you first start using a product that may be working for you. However, you wouldn't know if it's working for you because it just looks like a breakout. But it's just your dead skin cells and everything it's beneath just being your skin to levels being pushed forward, which yeah. is causing you to break out. But in a couple of weeks, if you stick with it, it'll go away. But it's so hard. to It's tell. hard to tell, and then you don't get the know. signs
1: of purging, and then you're like, oh, I hate this. I'm going to throw it out. I know. I've and then done you that don't get so to much. see the real benefit. So it's it's definitely it's also important if you start using. A new ingredient a new product to use it for you know a few months before you kind of give up on it unless yeah. it's immediately causing irritation or whatever, then that's yeah. when it's time to throw it out but if if you know you've read reviews and the ingredients are good, but you're still purging, like give it a minute mm-hmm. take some time treat your if your skin's getting really dry from it moisturize more if your skin yeah. is getting really oily you know cleanse it more those yeah. kind of things just be proactive yeah you've got to adapt the situation I feel like it's really
0: similar to weight loss like it's not perfect skin it's not something that's going to happen overnight it's like yeah. you're not going to lose 20 pounds overnight too yeah. it's something that you really have to constantly work towards and do your research on in the most effect like the most effective ways um yeah it's something it can, it's a frustrating process but I haven't got there yet, but I'm sure it'll be worth it once I get there. But I think we
1: need to normalize going through the process of it and not reaching this end destination where everyone has, like, porcelain skin. Like, Mm -hmm. we need to normalize. Like, you know, a lot of women are not going to have perfect skin, and that's totally okay. I know. I feel like it's more common that women don't have perfect skin. It's just constantly what we've been being shown. Yeah. And I think one thing, too, is, like, with oral contraceptives, like, I've been using them for three years, I guess, now, and, like, I totally thought that would solve everything, and it honestly hasn't, so, yeah. you know, for some for some other women I know, it's worked like a charm, you know, their acne's gone in a few months, so mm-hmm. it just, it really is a total, um, yeah, it's, it's so different for everyone, yeah, um, but if you're trying to look at, you know, ingredients to help treat acne, there's two big ones, there's salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide, um, those you can find in, like, a cream or particularly in like a cleanser, which is what you'd use to clean your face. And it's actually been shown that salicylic acid plus benzoyl peroxide when used in combination are the best to treat acne. And again, particularly using a fragrance-free cleanser. Um, But I will always urge this is if you are really struggling, definitely go to a doctor to get really specific recommendations because I'm not a doctor, Laura's not a doctor. (laughs) We're just trying to help guide you. Um, But again, yeah, if you have any questions or if you want, if you need to seek medical advice, you know, talk to your doctor.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and then another big skincare concern is maintaining even skin tone. So I know I, like, if I've had a pimple and, you know, the white head's gone, but a few days later I have this red mark mm-hmm. on my face and I swear to, I swear they don't go away for, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and they get really dry and they start to peel. Yeah. And it just... So that is what, and like, so there's, you know, acne can cause hyperpigmentation, Mm -hmm. um, dark spots, so like, especially under your eyes, Mm -hmm. um, sun exposure can cause it, and those especially help um, increase signs of aging. So again, one of the main recommendations to treat that is retinoids. So I think retinoids is a huge, they're a really important ingredient, um, especially for aging, they've been shown to help with acne, Mm -hmm. so retinoids is the place to go but again retinoids you usually have to get prescribed by a doctor yeah yeah
0: so those are just pretty much going over some staples that you can have in your skincare regime, but it's really difficult for us to recommend something because as we discussed everybody is so different mm-hmm. um and it's really what's best for your skin but based on the scientific evidence, those are just some of the few ingredients that have
1: been shown to be most effective for treating acne. Um, There's also this huge craze on light therapies. Oh, my I'm gosh. I'm sure everyone's seen, maybe not everyone, like, but the Kim Kardashian, <laughs> yeah, you know, Kate Hudson Kardashian, seen, yeah. the big skin, um, the face light things, where they produce a certain type of, like, light emission color. Yeah, and the depending on the wavelength of the lights, um, or sorry, of the rays, mm-hmm. it will have a different treatment to your skin. And I actually conceded and bought one. <laughs> um, so there's actually, there's two main, uh, colors or wavelengths mm-hmm. that help treat your skin. So there's like the red ones, which are the longer wavelengths and those, um, exert anti inflammatory properties. They help with aging. They help maintain skin tone. Um, and then the blue light has anti inflammatory properties. So that's more for treating acne. Mm-hmm and sebum production and whatnot. And like we said, sebum is one of the main causes yeah. for acne. Do you find that it's relaxing when
0: you wear it? Or like, what does it feel like? Is it
1: hot? I feel like a space Martian. <laughs> like I'll be wearing it when I'm doing work or if I'm watching TV. If I... Oh
0: really? You can like see through it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see through it and I just wear it and I just feel really funny. But I honestly don't know if it helps. So like, <laughs> it's one of those things that's, it's it's like, it's it's just is it a craze, or is it? Does yeah. it actually work? We don't really know. I know you. I thought it was so, cool. Yeah. I know
0: there's been so many of those things where it just kind of fades out, and it was just like it really yeah. didn't do anything. It was just like yeah. what a
1: celebrity used at the time. Yeah. And I mean, if Kim Kardashian and Kourtney Kardashian <laughs> is using it, and they're like the definition of fine aging, then you know, I might as well. Must it. must work. <laughs> so yeah, those are kind of the pillars that we
0: really wanted to discuss before moving on with other topics um just to give you some background information hopefully some guidance I know it's a lot um and not one size fits all so yeah it's something you have to
1: explore um and so when we talk about acne specifically in female athletes um there's actually a term to the acne that a lot of women get especially um in sports with equipment like what Laura it has mm-hmm. it's called acne mechanica which is literally Local exacerbations due to pressure, friction, rubbing, squeezing, or stretching. Mm-hmm. So it basically is like causing irritation on the skin, especially from equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Laura can speak to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, my helmet is the grossest thing
0: ever. Like sometimes I'll wipe it down with like a skincare wipe or something, but still the points of contact, like around my hairline, on the sides of my cheek, even the chin strap, um, that's it where I break out the most, and Mm -hmm. it's directly related to that is where my helmet is touching my face, and even on my upper back, like, where my shoulder pads are sitting on me, like, I don't wear, like, I only wear a sports bra, I don't wear the long-sleeve shirt, which I probably should, but I just get so overheated, Mm -hmm. and I'll start to get, like, back acne, and I know it is literally related to the equipment, because in the summer, it disappears, when I'm not on
1: the ice for a while, it's gone. Um, Yeah, so that's, like, where you can sort of draw the line between, is your acne being caused by like hormonal issues or is it being caused by sport and it's hard as a woman especially as a female athlete yeah to to do anything about it because like I'm like same thing with like with me like I'm constantly sweating um you know we have workouts and practices and the sweat and then I you know my practice is at four o'clock in the afternoon and then I come home and I eat and I do work and then I shower at 10 like this gross salty yeah. sweat has been sitting on my face for like six hours and no. then I wake up the next morning and I have a
0: pimple like I know like washing your face <laughs> is definitely like not the first thought in my mind Like no. especially when we have such crazy schedules like yeah the amount of times that you literally Mia would step off the quarter, I would step off the ice and we would go upstairs to the like this study room for athletes yeah. and without even thinking about it no. and it's gross but then it's just like that's just like what yeah. happens. Like I go to a get
1: a facial and then I I tell the lady that, um, you know, well my big thing is acne and they're like, Oh, like what's what's your day to day activities like? And I'm like, Well, you know, I train in the middle of the day and then I don't shower until ten o'clock at night. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like you should wash your face during the day and I'm like, That's a great point. Yeah. I don't really do that <laughs> no, though, I don't I know. Have time. I know, and it's like, Are you really gonna wash your face like three
0: times after each activity that yeah. you have? But Something that a lot of my teammates have been exploring was those face wipes. Um, right after they get off the ice, they just, like, mm-hmm. wipe their face with it. Is it, like, an exfoliator, or is it, like, a... Um, No, it's literally... I feel like it's just, like, literally just to get this sweat off you. Yeah. It's kind of just, like, an emergency action until yeah. you can thoroughly clean your skin. Yeah, because that's going to clog your pores. That's yeah. going to make you break out. Yeah, it just, like, constantly builds up, and it just, like... Thinking about the effects it can maybe even have on performance, probably more specifically for Mia, um, as her face is exposed yeah. all the time, you can, the other teammates can see you directly Literally. like you're really close to them. People right. in the stands can yeah. see you. And,
1: like, I train at this, the branding gym at the University of Toronto, and it's so bright. Yeah. Like, the lights are insanely bright, and yeah. you can see every blemish, every pore in someone's skin, and yeah. I feel like... I'm walking to practice with a bunch of pimples on my face, I know. and I swear like everyone is staring right at me, right through my skin, <laughs> like staring at my pimples, and it makes me so self-conscious. And and like a lot of the girls on my team like have beautiful skin. Yeah. And then I look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like easy to compare yourself. Yeah. Are they looking at me thinking you like what is that disgusting I know. red, white, pussy thing on your face? Yeah, I know. And like I wonder if that would like translate onto the court at all. Like if
0: you're ever like it's just, like, extra stress that you're bringing on yeah. with you that, like, really is, like, probably
1: not needed. And then maybe, like, do you ever wear makeup during games? I personally don't because, like, I would sweat it all off. But, you know, the, I do know people who do yeah. because they just they just don't like what their skin looks like in those harsh lighting. Yeah. With people staring at your face, they don't like the way it looks, so they feel obligated to cover yeah. it up with makeup. I know, especially if there's, like, a photographer there taking pictures of you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're like, I oh, hope I don't see that on the school yeah. website later. I know, that's the worst, yeah. With, um, yeah, with hockey, it's, like, my face is covered up for sure, but I feel like I would definitely experience more of the whole, like, athlete's yeah. acne just because it's always rubbing yeah. on my face.
1: And I think, like, a lot of the conversation, a lot of the health issues we talk about with athletes are injuries or, you know, mm-hmm. body image, eating disorders, and, like, one thing I've never, and we've looked through the literature, there is yeah. not a lot on acne in athletes and, yeah. like, in female athletes, and, you know, we think it's something to talk about. And, yeah. There needs to be more of a conversation about it because it definitely it does affect your the perception of, of yourself and beauty. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things influence that perception. But as an athlete, um, with people constantly staring at you like you're the center of attention, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely something to talk about. Yeah. No, 100%. Which will lead us into the next episode, which right. we're going to kind of cover more of the psychological aspects of acne, how it affects you physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. and sort of some of the sociocultural impacts. Yeah. Um, So stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode on Pimple Poppers. Yes, (laughs) thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye, guys.